0: Welcome, Mystorians. Host Austin, he they, she, and host Brenda, she her, have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. <laughs>
1: Everyone, welcome back to episode 71.
0: <laughs> I like that you said welcome back. So now people will wonder if they're halfway through the episode and miss something.
1: No, I just say that every week. <laughs> do we? I, oh,
0: God, it's been a long time.
1: Well, so I say it every week, and then you point it out every week, and then I immediately forget to not say it the next week. I love and then... us. I love us so
0: much. This new mic. Oh, my God, my gains. Look at this. Oh, my God. Wow.
1: Wow, gains. Wow. Yeah. So Austin has a new mic. Austin, what model of mic did you go with?
0: Um, I was gifted by the wonderful h- folks over at Hutopia. You can find them on Twitter, at TV. I was gifted a oh. Razor Saren X. Yeah, I did not buy this microphone. I was gifted it by the wonderful folks who run Hutopia, specifically Jess, uh, over at TV. They're incredible people. I've been in a few of their one-shots, and I've been on one of their shows that's yet to air. Um, I'm, like, in their Discord, and... Uh, yeah, it's just a great community. If you're a person of color in tabletop games, I strongly recommend working with Utopia.
1: Awesome. Um, And then, Austin, you got me a, a little arm for my microphone. Yes. Which is really cool. I feel super legit right now. Hopefully, you won't hear me <laughs> clonking on my, um, my plywood give me, give desk. A, give us a
0: clonk right now.
1: Let me see. Okay, I'm going to put my drink down, and then I'm going to just like... Okay, it's not showing up nearly as much as it used to. There we I'm go. I'm going to do Yeah, I'm going to just kind of tap on my computer a little bit. It's it we'll see how it comes out in editing. But my desk is like um one of those like prefab plywood desks, so it's like kind of hollow sounding. <laughs> I love the footprint of my desk. I just wish it was real like solid wood. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um but yeah, we're back. It's 2022, which is um, wild.
0: <laughs> it's 2020, part two.
1: Part two, or kind electric, of part three.
0: Electric bungalow.
1: It's kind of part three, because 2020, yeah. 2020 was a year, and then 2021 was a year, and now 2022 is a year. 2021
0: that up... <laughs> didn't feel like 2020, <laughs> part two, right? Like 2021, we were like, you know... Things are like things were looking up, right?
1: Yeah, we were like, we're gonna get vaccinated, we're gonna get out there. And then around we, we July. We saw each
0: other? Like we in the We su- saw each other. Like a few you, times.
1: Yeah, like you came and grabbed me for like um for the July mm-hmm, weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I came up and did Zine Fest and yeah. Grand Rapids in August and yeah. stayed for like a whole week. And we watched The Suicide Squad, which was oh, wild. God, that was Wow, that was last year? <laughs> that, was, that was so long ago. And it's like, and I don't know, we just kind of got to to the new year, and it's just like, oh, oh. Man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Fuck. Yeah, I had to, I was going to go to Las Vegas. I had to reschedule my Vegas trip.
0: I, um, I oh, God. I, I'm sad, but, but. Yes. I, I'm like, what if I went to go to Vegas and we recorded <laughs> 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 Baby Goes to Vegas?
1: <laughs> Baby Goes to Vegas. My parents had me in Las Vegas when I was, like, five. So I've never
0: been to Ve- I got invited to Vegas. That's one of my, like, COVID things. Like, I was supposed to go to Vegas for mm. my friend's, like, pre-wedding trip. It was, like, me, him, and then, like, his, like. Wedding party, like I was the only one not in the wedding party because we've been friends mm-hmm. since like preschool. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like we've been friends since preschool, but he's like gotten closer to people in his adult life, you know, because you like grow apart, but you like still like we've been friends since preschool, like you say that. Um, yeah, and so we we're gonna go to Vegas and he planned it was his best man planned a great trip that we were gonna stay at like a spa resort place. Mm. Um, and he was like, This day we'll get massages, and this day he like got us like reservations. He Listen... I'm. I would have been a terrible best man because I would not have been as organized. He like planned yeah, wow. meals. He had like reservations. He found a group rate for like the airline tickets where it was like going to be like 150 bucks if we all got a ticket.
1: Oh my god!
0: It, yeah, it was like wow. Y- yeah, you made the right choice because I would have been. It would have been a shit show. I Would have been like there's stuff to do in <laughs> Vegas. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure we'll figure it out when we're there. I guess. Um, <laughs>
0: but then. COVID happened, and then it kept happening, and it kept happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so just, Austin does not get to go to Vegas yet.
0: No. Uh, but that's old news. We have new yeah. news for you all. We, what we are, have new Brenda news. has some updates for us.
1: Yeah. Not nerd news. Not this week. Because well, it's... We're... T- hey, technically... We are nerds, and we are news. <laughs> and, um yeah, so... We took a long break. We It kind of amounted to, like, the entirety of December and half of January. (laughs) Um, And me and Austin talked about it. And we have decided to now only put out three episodes a month. So you will get a host Brenda episode, a host Austin episode, and then a Ghost of the Movies episode. Um, This is much
0: more balanced.
1: Yeah, like, the amount of work that, like, kind of goes into, like, researching a new topic. Like, I mean, it's every other week because we do, like hand off the baton, like, every week. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, we want to be thorough. And we want to be able to do, like, these deep dives that you can't just find, like, on a Wikipedia page. But when you had to do it so often, um, and then, like, also balance it with, like, other responsibilities, it was just getting mm-hmm. to be a little bit too much because, like, Austin has new responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I'm just um deep in seasonal depression right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> you have responsibilities too, Brenda. You've been working hard on your, getting your Etsy out there more. You've been working hard on getting yeah. your... Listen everyone, everyone else shut up. This is uh, Brenda works just as hard as I do. We just have different things we work on and it doesn't make your work any less oh. valid, Brenda.
1: Thank you. It feels and like this is like maybe a little like too like it, it's this is personal but th- it just feels because like my work is like crocheting and watching TV that it's like not work even though that that is work or like working on a rug it's like that's work too even though you get to watch TV while you do yeah. it. It's
0: you're like, working. You're not it's yeah. not like you're just like watching tv and frankly yeah. given given what we do as a as podcasters that's also work like
1: <laughs> we like, <laughs> have to watch tv you like the second we start getting paid for this we can write off all of our streaming oh, services and our taxes.
0: please someone give us like four dollars and i will write off all of i will i'll get all of them i'll fucking get the hgtv streaming service because i can write it off
1: oh i have that one actually oh god i want <laughs> I watch a disgusting amount of HGTV because it's like there's like a little bit of drama, but like there's not too much drama. So it stresses me out. And HGTV exists in a reality where like COVID barely exists. Like yeah. they just, their approach was to just pretend it didn't happen. So you can kind of <laughs> tell, like the hosts and like the person whose house they're working on are like, like six feet apart. apart. Yeah, they're further apart. They're not like hugging. They're like not oh. going into the house to hang out. My dog's like, all everybody. of Oh, hi Opal. Opal. <laughs> I Love forgot Opal. that. <laughs> Until she worked at me, just... she was like. Boof. So we have a new third character today. It's Opal, everyone. Um. And then like all of the workers on HGTV like who are building the houses, they all have masks and everything. Yeah. But other than that, no one is barely mentioned. So it, it was, just kind of exists in this alternate reality. So
0: it's weird cuz like so Blackish did that. So Blackish um they had I want to say 4 to s- 5, maybe 6 episodes where like COVID was like a very huge thing cuz the mom in Blackish is a she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a huge thing. You see her like get home and like she doesn't go in the house. She like takes her scrubs off like in their backyard and like puts them in the garbage bag and you only see like the main family members for the most part. Um and it's like like they, they show at the hospital a mask and like they show the, the kids doing virtual school, it's like a huge thing, right? Yeah. And then you can tell they're kinda like like in their production, like they got done with that season, because that was like the last half of the season. Mm -hmm. And then they, like, set a production for the new season until they're like, okay, but COVID will be over by then, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so you can kind of tell because, like, the older characters on the show just aren't in the the first half of that season. They, like, the Mm -hmm. grandparents just aren't, like, all those older actors, like Lawrence Fishburne, he's like, yeah, no, I'm Lawrence Fishburne, there's COVID.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's Um, like, I'm not risking my life for this. I don't need to.
0: (laughs) But you can see, like, you can tell, like, all of the other characters, like, conveniently are like on the other side of like the breakfast island <laughs> or like the dad's talking to the kids from like the other room um so you can definitely tell they're like "Ooh, wow it's uh hmm we still got we so i don't know i want to be a fly in the wall when when shows had to decide right like if COVID would still be a thing by the time this season airs in like a year and a half
1: yeah exactly um
0: and sadly they were all <laughs>
1: it's like never going away everyone just put covid in your shows because like it's it's (laughs) it's
0: changed the culture at this point right
1: at this point yeah like i think i just might wear a mask everywhere i go forever
0: yeah like like it's not so much like that you have to mention it i think we're all pretty worn mm -hmm. out on like shows and books and movies and like things doing like covid plot lines like okay i like i I would also like to pretend it's not happening, but I think showing people a mask at a grocery store just feel normal.
1: Yeah, exactly. It just, it, that's just life now. Like, you just leave the house, you grab a mask, you, like, you're like you at the grocery store, you're at the Target, you're at the Starbucks, you know, mm-hmm. you have a mask
0: on. I'm at the Combination Target
1: Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. I'm at the Combination Target Starbucks Pizza Hut, which is <laughs> what my Target's going to be now.
0: <laughs> oh, God. No, wait, Target has a Pizza Hut, you're right.
1: Yeah. Oh, so in Grand Rapids, y- y'all have a pizza hut, but um, we didn't have one where I'm at. And um, they like walled off what? the Starbucks last week and it was like a big deal. It was just like, um, excuse me, where is the Starbucks? And <laughs> the workers were just like, oh, it's OK. We're just putting in a little a little pizza hut. And I was like, a pizza hut. I'm um-
0: what? losing my mind at the idea of a <laughs> pizza hut being like a big deal that's i mean i love me i'm gonna get pizza hut we're yeah. doing a mailbag episode
1: yeah, we're not da- yeah <laughs> so episodes three times three times a month now run episode awesome episode um ghost movies episode um just to kind of maybe not forever like you know for now but for now because oh my god and like i'm also like researching for like youtube stuff at the same time so like Mm -hmm. doing it it is just getting to be a lot so this is gonna work out and it's gonna be great and good and thank you everyone for also thank you everyone for like um a lot of people had us in like their top podcasts on their spotify rewinds i cried
0: i yeah that was not a front that was not me no lying that was not me saying stuff for twitter i was like a mo. i I said it because, like, everyone else was saying it, you know? Like, it was, like, all mm-hmm. the... It was... I mean, we're a, we're an indie podcast. I was like, ooh, this is trending. This will get people to see our show. That was it. Yeah. I didn't expect... Not even, like... Not just a few people, like a lot of people and people like that we don't know. Like it was one thing when it was like, no offense to friends of the show, but it was like a friend of the show. I was like, oh, thank you so much. But it was like people that we just like don't know, people internationally. I was like, wait, who are you? How do you know us?
1: Like some person in London being like, oh, I really like your podcast. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) But we're just but a humble little podcast in Michigan.
0: So we appreciate every single one of you.
1: Yes, thank you so much, and thank you for sticking with us, and we don't really have anything big planned, but I'm going to say we have things, big things planned, (laughs) because, I mean, eventually, yeah. You never know. You never know. Maybe, like, I'll be sleeping, and I'll be, like, um, when I'm awake at uh, four in the morning, and I'll just be like, (gasps) I have an idea, and then I'll get the text from Austin that will be like, Brenda, why are you awake at four in the morning, and I'll just be like, Austin, I have the idea. (laughs) All right, we're doing a mailbag episode today. This is our second mailbag episode. Please we have a lot. Never fails. Never It, fails, makes, it makes me want to wag my tail t- when I want to. Ma-
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder
0: if we could get Steve on the show. I don't have a reason to.
1: I just want to say, hey, Steve, thank you, buddy. <laughs> like, I don't know. He
0: like got on TikTok recently. I wonder if we could. I don't, do we have, we, we definitely don't have a way to reach his people, but, like, if his, if his, like, contact email is public, we, I don't know, maybe.
1: <laughs> maybe we can send him, like, a formal email, like, dear Mr. Steve.
0: I, I email BDG, like, once every two months, just because you can, just to see if he'll answer me.
1: Maybe one of these days, he'll, he will, like, yeah. he'll just be like, ah, I'm sure yes. he's
0: very busy, like, with, like, very oh, legitimate yeah. offers. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: Like doing actual like collabs with like actual famous people and we're just like, how well, you don't know us but yeah, you would I, really I, like to like, collaborate. I, I
0: have I have no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. He just like doesn't. Get, I'm sure he has an assistant who like
1: screens mm-hmm. when
0: emails are worth time, you know, to pitch to him. So no, no shade towards him or I'm sure he yeah. has a team of people who help him manage all that.
1: Exactly. But maybe we'll have a big guest. Hmm. Who knows?
0: You don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't what, know. let these
0: questions. What do you want to do first? Yeah. You go first.
1: Um, let's just start at the beginning. Okay. Um, this one's. This one is from a friend of the podcast, The Party Table. And it says, which run of your respective favorite comics do you think is the most banana, nuts, heads on pants, crazy? Ooh. This I, is a tough one. Yeah.
0: Because, because I'm like, actually
1: kind of notorious for not enjoying like abstract comics. <laughs> yeah, I
0: was like, I'm pretty boring. Um, I think and the other thing too is like I don't think of runs of books I read, because, like, either I read books that are, like, a team, like, uh, Monstrous, right? Like, Monstrous is a team that's always at least the same writer and main artist. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it's, like, a Marvel book, and I'm like, I couldn't, I'm gonna be real for Big Two stuff. I barely know who's writing it most of the time. (laughs) Like, it's
1: like, just give me a Spider-Man and I'll just read a Spider-Man. I'm gonna
0: I'm reading Spider-Man because it's Spider-Man. It's like, oh, did you know that uh this guy also wrote uh Thor uh what no I didn't and I'm not I'm <laughs> no offense to that writer. <laughs>
1: yeah. Please understand this. I'm simply here for the Spider-Man. I'm literally
0: here because it's <laughs> Spider-Man. Um but I would have to speaking of Spider-Man, it's probably when um Doc Ock and Peter switch bodies. Oh. When they yeah. freaky friday, Peter and Otto was a uh, that was a time. That was Dan Slot
1: still. Yeah, that was sure. wild. And it, okay, so the weird thing about that, it's actually good. <laughs> like it's pretty good. It's just like doesn't feel like Spider-Man. No. Not weird. Um but it's it was different.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty odd in that the fact that it's like so the premise is, is, is as follows. Um, Peter is, uh, let me back up. I Octavius mm-hmm. is dying. Like he's yes. like actively like, I, I don't remember if it's like superhero cancer or what was, but he's like, he's like actively dying. Um, and so he invents this weird, like contraption he's in and he's like fighting Spider-Man, right? Um, yeah. But what you find out is over the course of, like, I think the last year of books, Otto had been slowly replacing their brainwaves. Okay. <laughs> w- which isn't how brainwaves work, but it's it's comics, you know? Like, I don't... I'm not one of those people where, like, my science and a comic needs to, like, fit the fucking comic. No. Um, but you find out Otto was, like, slowly over time replacing his... Like, him and Peter swapping brainwaves to the point where at the end of this book... At the end of this run, you find out that the Peter you were following was was like actually Otto. Like the it ends with like Otto and Peter have now swapped bodies, and Otto Peter is trying to explain that to people, and Spider Man Peter is like, you know, I just feel like bad for him. You know, he's old and dying essentially. Um, and then Peter experiences the thrill of death because <laughs> he, <laughs> he dies. He dies. Like, he has this whole, like, end-of-life scene where he's dying in Otto's body and sees, like, his life before his eyes. Um, and then he dies. And Otto's and like, then... I've won. And then he makes Peter's life fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets a hottie. He starts a, like, multi-trillion. He becomes, like, the new Tony Stark, right? He starts, mm-hmm. like, a company. Um, everybody, like, the world loves him. As Peter Parker, the world loves him as Spider Man because Spider Man is like the spokesperson for Parker Industries. Yeah. Um. And then you find out there's a small piece of Peter's brainwave that was still in his body, and then they have a psychic battle, and Peter takes his <laughs> body back. Um. And then Peter immediately like fucks all of it up.
1: Uh, yeah, in true Peter Parker fashion, just fucks it
0: up. Yeah. Immediately it's- like loses the hottie. Uh. His mm-hmm. company ends up going under. After a while, he has it good for, like, there's, like, a whole run of him being, like, on top of the world.
1: Yeah, and then people started being like, um, excuse me, Peter Parker is the neighborhood Spider-Man. Please return him to the neighborhood.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, basically.
1: We're tired. We grow tired and weary of this Peter Parker who has his life together. I would which like is, to see more of him being a disaster.
0: Which is so, I feel so bad for Peter. Like, Parker Luck is literally just fans wanting Peter to have a shitty life.
1: Yeah, everyone's like, the more that, this is the, can be the same for Batman. Everyone's Batman have a bad time, too. It's like, um, just want them to suffer, I guess.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> oh my god, it's like, it makes me think of, there's someone on Twitter recently who like, long story short, she like, uh, tweeted a lot. She's very open about how sad she was to be single and like to feel lonely during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. She recently got a partner and has been sharing about how happy she is now. Um, Mm -hmm. and she had a lot of people like literally message her that they were going to, they had to unfollow her because it was too upsetting to see her so happy because they couldn't relate anymore. And like, that's fine, right? Like some people that are in like a deep state of loneliness cannot handle seeing other people not like that, right? Because it can be upsetting. It can make, it can Mm -hmm. create whatever. That's your own fucking shit. You don't have to tell me about it.
1: You can just quietly go away. (laughs) And just be like gone. But it you feels know? like that.
0: Like these fans are like, "Oh, Batman's married and happy." Oh,
1: doesn't get to happen. Catwoman leaves him at the altar. Batman's stupid farce wedding.
0: <laughs> yeah. I. Oh my god. So Ugh. that that is, I think, the most like wild of Spider Man. And then like Otto hides his brain inside a robot. It's it's a it's a wild ride. <laughs> I think comics Otto's are, just alive now.
1: <laughs> again, like, okay, sure. Like, comics are just like that. You just gotta, like, take a deep breath and be like, all right, You're just okay. here for the ride. Yeah, I, sure, you can say that, like, Superman unlocked a new power and exploded, like. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> <Right? laughs> and now he is not but a man, which originally, um, that was gonna be my pick for this, was gonna mm. be, like, when um Superman was just, like, hanging out on a bicycle. This is, um... Jin Lin Yang, who's a great writer, by the way. I don't know what happened with this. Jin Lin Yang. And then the art was by John Romita Jr. Mm-hmm. So everyone looks like a tree. Um, <laughs> and I don't know what happened with this Superman run. But it's just like Superman is like, he like explodes because of a new power. And then he's just like a guy. And also Lois exposes his identity, which like, why? Um, but then I remembered, marveled at this crossover event called Axis. Oh, God. I fucking hate Axis so much. So they did Axis where in, okay, let me see if I can remember this correctly. Mm Mm-hmm this was like an X-Men and Avengers mm-hmm. crossover monstrosity. And it mm-hmm. was where there's this girl who's like the embodiment of the Tesseract and mm-hmm. she's hanging out with Red Skull mm-hmm. and she decides to just like fuck up all of reality. So mm-hmm. during this time, everything's really bad. You have Captain America is a, is part of Hydra, which was, mm-hmm. that was a whole big thing. And then you've got like um, Iron Man, which I've read this whole run, and I think this is what I'm going to focus on. Iron, uh, Superior Iron Man. Tony Stark is just an asshole now. Like, mm-hmm. his personality just changed to, like, Tony Stark is an asshole. And he's, like, manipulating everyone, and he's got, like, this, like, apple suit, and he's, like, trying to sell, like, all this tech to make you beautiful, and he's all, like, scheming to, like, get all of, like, the superheroes on his side. It's a very Tom Taylor's story, because he was the writer of it. Mm-hmm. It's, um and like if you read tom taylor's writing he's really good at writing um characters just being awful so he also wrote um <laughs> off like not awful in a bad way but awful in like this is written well but this character is awful yeah. um so like injustice he wrote the injustice comic so he wrote like evil superman and like yeah. that's kind of he's he's a great writer I like him but um Tony stark's just like full asshole and then like after access everything just kind of goes back to normal <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was a trip. I remember the lead-in to that, because it was like, <laughs> it was like that show Eureka. Yes. Because, like, everyone was in, like, a, it was like a small town where they were sticking supervillains, like, to rehabilitate mm-hmm. them, but they were, yeah. like, trapped, and it was hell because they were making Tesseract Girl make them forget who they were.
1: Yeah, which is, <laughs> What? Like, yeah,
0: so like, I think Captain America's the one who finds out. He's like, hey, uh, this isn't chill.
1: This is fucked. And then, like, Tesseract Girl's just like, okay, well, now you're part of Hydra, so. Yeah, because the Red Skull, luck. like,
0: Red Skull figures out it's Tesseract Girl and befriends her when he's, like, John Stevens or whatever.
1: Mm hmm. <laughs> Jesus.
0: I don't think they've um, explained how she's Tesseract Girl. Also, this just makes me reminds me, remember when Logan came back to life for the third time and he's like, comes back with the Tesseract?
1: Yeah, it was like, what?
0: First was like they a, tried to
1: make me care about him dying again.
0: Yeah, they were like, he's <laughs> dead. And I was like, okay, and like, he's the king of hell. I'm like, well, it seems like he's all right. And then- He's doing was great this, down there. It was this whole thing for like a year. It's like, Wolverine will return. And like, it was like the fucking, they did like- after credit scene and a comic, which doesn't work.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were like, Wolverine, um, Road to Wolverine coming back. Like yeah, Marvel like, loves to do Road to, to bullshit. Um, the one part I did like in Axis was like, Carnage was like good for a hot second. Oh. And it was just very chaotic. So you have like, um, this is when, what was this series called? It was the, oh, Champions, I think. Yes. Um, so Champions is like a lesser known um marvel teen team. Mm-hmm. it's got miles morales is on it it's got nova it's got
0: come on like this huh, marvel
1: yeah i was gonna say i think and, she- uh, is america on that team
0: i think she is for a bit and then amadeus cho Hulk. deus cho
1: yeah so it's like all of like the newer like marvel teens and then you have just like Carnage, just like kind of shows up and he's just like a good guy and he's just like all right my name's cletus Cass? Is that a saying, Cletus Cassidy? Cassie- Cletus Cass. That's ca- his name. It- those
0: <laughs> it's- those two those two words are his name.
1: Yeah, that's in some order that is uh, Carnage's name, and he's just like, oh wow, he's got like this southern drawl, which I can't do, so I'm not gonna try. And he's hanging out with Nova, and Nova's just like, does not know that this guy is usually a major threat. So he's just like, oh my good buddy, uh, Cletus, and everyone's just like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, like I can't the. Carnage is uh, like he's like a like he's like a bad guy. Like he's so not fucked. like he's not like yeah. a super villain. He's like a a like mass murderer, like bad guy.
1: Yeah, like he was like a bad guy before. <laughs> yeah, he was Carnage. like already
0: a bad guy. And yeah. then the symbiotes like, you wanna do I'll corrupt you and he's like, Oh buddy, just fucking <laughs> <I'm> let's already <laughs> let's go.
1: Let's I, team up. We're a great team. <laughs>
0: I feel like they've done something where, like, he's, like, this is the last thing and then we'll move on. (laughs) But (laughs) I swear they've done a Carnage arc where he, like, he's making the symbiote stay.
1: Hmm. That's, like, very compelling. Because, like, usually it's, like, oh, the symbiote is, like, infecting. And it's, like, the concept of, like, the symbiote being, like, whoa, buddy, you are (laughs) too much for me. And I need to get the fuck out of here. And (laughs) if they
0: haven't done that, Marvel, I'm available.
1: (laughs) Marvel, hey, uh. Um, who's, who's writing Venom? Who is it? Uh,
0: is it still the dude? Is it still Jason Aaron?
1: No, it's not. Oh, I don't know. There's, there was another guy who was, who was like Marvel's golden golden baby for a while. What was his name?
0: Donny Cates. Go-
1: yes, Donny Cates was writing Venom for a while. Um, so, hey, Donny. Hey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're actually, hey, was- it was I, just, uh, they... Their run, Donnie Cates' run was ending, so hey, hey, I'm just saying, Marla, you're hey, hey.
1: Look, I think we could write a great, kind of horny Venom story. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what the people want, and by the people, I mean, like, the people on the internet. The monster fuckers on the
0: internet. we ran out of time on Twitter, ask. What subject ended
1: up being the hardest to research? (laughs) Oh, smooth, Austin. That was a smooth transition. (laughs) We're known
0: for our smooth transitions around here.
1: All right, yes. What subject ended up being the hardest to research?
0: (laughs) What was your hardest one, Brenda?
1: Oh, God. Okay, so Hanna-Barbera was pretty maddening because it was just like the scope of it was pretty maddening. But also, we weren't really hard for console wars. Yes. And like, I'm... I know you had to go really back in time for yes. console wars. I just had to go back to World War II. Um
0: I went back uh, to the 19th century.
1: Yeah, you went. You I, went also
0: did, I, I also did. I also read numerous translations on what Nintendo means and found <laughs> that no one agrees, including the people, the pe, the like. Oh God, what was it the grandson? I think the grandson of the like original mr nintendo is like well yeah you know we don't well he never told us
1: (laughs) yeah really uh so i want to say hannah Barbera was like the one that i struggled with just because like the scope of it was like there was just so much there was so much that i could not mention and it you can kind of tell when i'm like going Mm -hmm. through that episode that i'm like i was like three two one bam (laughs) like i was like we have to go go go
0: I'd say for me, besides yeah. like Console Wars, I think is like collective, uh, or might get to it in this next question, but for me, the hardest one was probably Saturday Nightmare in Cartoons. Cause I, mm. that was like the first time my eyes were open to like how much laws and governance have like shaped media.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, looking into like what laws got post posted <laughs> like a fucking tweet, <laughs> what laws got <laughs> made when and what laws got enacted when um and like keeping track of that along with like what was coming out on saturday morning cartoons and what was being shown um because was one thing to know like oh this all happened then i was like okay well what was like saturday morning cartoon lineup like on the like big four like networks or when did those even come into existence because they haven't they all came into existence at different points in time right like mm-hmm. nbc abc cbs and fox like all have their own history and when did that happen and Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of behind-the-scenes extra research that I feel like we both do to, like, keep our story straight that, like, just doesn't come up in the show.
1: Yeah, like, there's some things that we just don't get to say, really.
0: Like, Console Wars, I studied the, like, I also looked into the history of Sony, even though it never came up, because, like, Sony has a whole history, and I'm like, they came Mm -hmm. in at the end. It's not really pertinent, but it was interesting.
1: Same. Like, I looked really into, like, the development of, like, the PS1 because, Mm -hmm. like, that just, like, is very intrinsically tied with both, like, Nintendo and Sega's parts of that story because both companies, like, collaborated with it. So it's, like, you also need to know what was going on over there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: that's so wild. I still can't believe they both were almost... Well, they both almost made the almost. PS1, and then both yeah. told the PS1 to go fuck itself. And then employees from both <laughs> companies ended up leaving to make the PS1. Yeah,
1: and they they're were like... And they like, wait. <laughs> they created their biggest competition. You gotta... How do you just fuck up that badly? That's
0: like... That'd be like... I don't... That's... That's like that. Like, I don't... I'm... Anytime I see something like that happening, I'm like, man, they're going to fucking PS1 themselves. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, yeah. Okay,
1: so this question's also from Ren Out of Time. Um, mm. If you could go back and revisit a topic with more hindsight vision, what episode would you pick?
0: Console Wars for me.
1: Console Wars? Uh, yeah. Tron for me. Ooh. Uh, Tron is our shortest episode. I I think it's still the shortest episode, even with, like, those short little um, Ghost of the Movies I did. Mm -hmm. Tron's the shortest episode, and there's some stuff I didn't mention. Like, I don't think I talked too much about the computer games at all, or Mm -hmm. the comics at all. Mm -hmm. And it's like, maybe I'll go back and kind of mention some of that stuff, like, but... There's there's more that I wanted to say. And mm-hmm. I love Tron. So I'm like, and that was only our second episode. Anyway, and that yeah. was the first like heavily researched episode. Because yeah. we really just did that first one just like off the cuff of our ass. Yeah, we
0: we started <laughs> and I forget what we were going to do. And I was looking, I was looking, I was reading an article about Chuck E. Cheese. And I was like, do you want to do Chuck E. Cheese? And I was like, let's fucking do Chuck E. Cheese instead.
1: Yeah, it's like that just happened to be like right in the middle of when I was doing all of the research from my YouTube video, um, History of Animatronic Restaurants. So I just had it, all of it. I just popped up my notes for that video and was just like, let's go. Um, that was a great So episode. mine is, yeah, mine is Tron. What would you like to revisit in Console Wars? I think,
0: I think I would add in the stuff from Sony that I looked into. Like I think I would do a Sony mm-hmm. one. Um, and I think I would do an Aftermath episode.
1: Yes, okay, um, that would be. And we could still do that. Maybe for like another. Um...
0: Maybe for a hundred.
1: Yeah, whenever we get to hundred. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who knows it's when that Another Matthew milestone. D looks at yeah, episode never... in the counter. <laughs> um, just because uh, I think the aftermath is also something that is mm-hmm. intrinsically interesting because it's like it's not one of those things. It's the same with uh, how Saturday morning cartoons changed how TV works, right? Like Saturday morning cartoons, period changed how TV worked forever. Like mm-hmm. that's why we that's why we have Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon is because Saturday morning cartoons got pushed off of Saturday morning. Uh yep. council war the Council Wars changed how games got made and how games get put out there. Um because it ran into the congressional hearings for the ES what we have is the ESRB now. It changed how those companies interact with each other. It changed how marketing works. Like it changed mm-hmm. everything.
1: Exactly. I think that would definitely be one to, like, kind of revisit in the future. Let me write this down and then immediately lose this note.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Someone's gonna text uh, me about, uh, oh, hey, 100's next week. Are you gonna do that Console Wars follow-up? And I'm like, yeah, sure, throws out Sonic the Hedgehog fan
1: It's like, oh, no, we're doing Chuck E. Cheese part three.
0: <laughs> oh, fuck me. Listen... <laughs> I can't wait for us to get off this call and they'll be like, hey, Chuck E. Cheese is going bankrupt again. But again. the bowling for soup guy is buying it now.
1: Now it's going to be called bowling for Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and it's also just it's going to just it's a be a bowling, bowling alley. alley now. It's a bowling alley now. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bowling alley in the new Five Nights at Freddy's, and I was just like, huh. <laughs>
0: I would go to Chuck E. Cheese. I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. God, I want people to get I to... Get get e. I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. ...fucking pandemic. I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Next question is from a friend of the show, Jeremy. Um, friend
1: of the show, Jeremy.
0: Who want to fight? Ty or Ash?
1: I'm, I'm thinking about this. And I'm trying to think of, like, when Ash has had to fight someone with his fist hands. Mm-hmm. Um. And when Ty has had to fight someone with his fist... I mean, okay, Ty gets into fights with Matt mm-hmm. all the time. Yes. So I think, yes, Ty, Ty would probably beat Ash up.
0: So I, so Jeremy ended his question like, why is Ty going to wipe the floor? And I got some news for you. Ash got hands. Ash is one think- bunch of... <laughs> Ash, listen, listen. You don't, you don't <laughs> grow up as like Ash with a bully who's bigger and older than you and not know how to fight. You're not gonna tell me Gary motherfucking Oak wasn't out there putting Ash in chokeholds, teaching him how to fight. You're not gonna tell me that Ash Ketchum doesn't have hands. He tried to fight Mewtwo. You don't tr- listen. You he don't did try and just st-
1: try to fight Mewtwo with his <laughs> you know, bare hands.
0: You don't try and screw up like that if you don't know. Like I could listen. You got mind powers. I could just fight you. <laughs> that uh, is
1: true. He just he has no he has nothing to lose. It feels. To
0: lose. His pain tolerance up through the roof from getting shocked by Pikachu in the start.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he feels nothing. All of his nerve endings what are it, dead. Because like, a
0: Pikachu can, it's like 10,000 volts or something it can generate. Like, and yeah. Ash isn't dead. Listen, Tai might be a better fighter, but Ash has endurance. Ash is going to fucking <laughs> Muhammad Ali, dope rope, like just wear you out until you are tired. And then one right hooking her you down.
1: Yes, I'll accept this. This is, this is legit. Ash would win. <laughs> um, sorry, I just looked at the next question. Yeah. Uh, this is from Red White RP at Twitter, and it says, "If you could have any color pet unicorn, what color would it be?" Follow up: Would you eat it to survive? Pink um, and my no. answer, <laughs> yeah, my answer is uh purple, and I would let it eat me first.
0: Yeah, so I would, I would die before I had to kill my unicorn.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, what is the best anime pet? From MJK Nags at Twitter. Does does Kiro count from Card Cat? He, is he a pet or is he I, a. Um, so that's a the thing, right? Because
0: a, a lot of pets, quote unquote, in anime that I've seen are like companions.
1: Yeah, like right? Luna and Artemis are like They're companions. space beings. Yeah. Like and Kiro Kiro's is a
0: companion. Yeah. I wouldn't. So like. A, a true. I'm trying to think of an anime that I personally watched. That's like a true. Like this is just my fucking dog.
1: Yeah. This. Okay. I'm thinking. Ah, oh, dog. Who has a dog? I mean, is it Pikachu? Is Pikachu <laughs> a pet or a friend? <laughs> like
0: I would say Pikachu's a friend. A friend. <laughs> um. But, but like Pokemon's close because there are some poke like some characters of Pokemon who like like this is my Persian. I'm not a trainer. This is just my fucking cat.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Brock just has like Vulpix and kind of just like carries it around. Like, right. this Is my Vulpix. like it barely fights or like Togepi is essentially a baby, <laughs>
0: like <laughs> child.
1: Mm-hmm. Anime
0: with pets.
1: Yeah, get Google. Don't
0: don't worry, everybody. We definitely didn't. We just like anything. Else- oh, uh, uh, I'm.
1: Oh. I mean, he's like pretty smart. Is he a pet? <laughs> I mean, he is. He
0: does have like human sentience. It's like the whole thing, right? Like you find out, and yeah. is like has a has a human brain, basically. <laughs> <laughs> does uh,
1: Hamtaro qualify as a pet if he's the main character?
0: <laughs> that's a good question.
1: Um, um, let's see, uh, Kilala from Inuyasha. But she, she a fight? pet. Gigi? She's no, like, See,
0: that's another companion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess Gigi's a pet. But oh, you know what? He's also...
0: I don't know if you watch Kill a Kill, but in Kill a Kill, they have a dog.
1: I hate that dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my favorite anime pet. <laughs> I hate that dog so much. <laughs> um,
0: what are other ones with pets? Film on Alchemist. Oh, my- Renri has a has a dog.
1: Oh yes. Yes, and definitely not that other dog.
0: From not the, the other anime. dog. Renri has, <laughs> has just dog. a dog. She gives it an anime arm because it has three legs when you meet it.
1: Cute, love that.
0: That's um, I, I would. That's the only one I can oh. think of. Oh, oh. Opal, you are not an anime dog. She's upset. <laughs> you're not. She, she's not, upset. <laughs> she's listen, not an anime dog. As badly as I want to be a magical girl in anime, I'm not. So you're not an anime dog.
1: Next time, Opal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, next one. Let's see.
1: Wait, <laughs> Wait. Chi from Chi Sweet Home. Is Chi the
0: main character? I've never seen Chi. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is harder than I thought.
0: Yeah, I I think I was like I don't I don't think I watch enough nice just normal anime. I just I, I watch a yeah. lot of just like it's fucked up.
1: Yeah, it's like the weird shit. Like the animals are like actually digital monsters who are also your best friends.
0: Like. <laughs> uh. Next one, we have a few from Squirrel Boy on Twitter. I'm going for the first one I want, because this is one I think I've asked Brenda off camera. <laughs> Who okay. wins, Brenda, Lupin or Conan? Just, if Lupin I think there's a, canonical, a thing. there's a canonical answer, isn't there? Has this happened?
1: Okay, so there's a Lupin and Conan movie, and there's a Lupin and Conan special. The special comes before the movie, canonically. But it's kind of like they do the thing where, like, more so they're working together mm. Um. But okay, there's a scene in the special where Conan runs into Lup- Lupin, who's like trying to steal a soda from a soda machine, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Conan's just like, "Gee, Mister, like, why you steal it? Why you stealing that <laughs> soda?" And like, he like manages to like guilt Lupin into like leaving money behind the machine. So mm. honestly, my bet's with Conan.
0: <laughs> so my bet was also Conan. Because if nothing else, I feel like, uh, I just forgot his name. Conan's Thief.
1: (laughs) Oh, uh, Kid? Kaido Kid? Kid.
0: Yeah, I feel like Kaido Kid's a better thief than Lupin.
1: Yeah, okay, so actually the movie opens up where Lupin has, like, disguised himself as Kaido Kid. And you only figure this out when, like, Kaido doesn't use a real gun. Kaido uses a gun that has, like, cards in it. Yeah. So, like... lupin disguises kid just like like,
0: shoot somebody like holy he like
1: whips out a real gun and like the detective who's like always chasing after like kid is just like whoa what the fuck (laughs) and then like you know lupin like still disguised kid like pulls out a cigarette and starts smoking and it's just like oh whoa what is happening and it's like oh it's (laughs) so that movie actually ends with like a teaser where like kid tries to get his revenge and then the movie like jokingly teases like a kaido kid versus lupin face Mm. off that like is it's a joke it's never gonna happen but like Mm. i wish it i I would like to see it
0: (laughs) Uh, so that that's mine if we're going with not anime lupin but with lupin from the recent netflix live action uh (laughs) i i think it would be that lupin so my Mm -hmm. my fan fiction would be lupin from the live action lupin on netflix that just aired versus the boy conan and, and and i don't know how it works because one's a real real man and one's an anime boy but that's the beauty of fan fiction
1: i'm just thinking of anime idris elba now uh
0: but i i think that would be more because to me like anime lupin's like i don't know he's like he he ain't it to me
1: he just kind of like Tries to steal thing and like fucks it up, and it's like he still gets the thing somehow
0: inexplicably.
1: Whereas like Conan like walks through every step of like everything that he does, and like the movies are pretty much just him like harassing everyone on (laughs) 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 his
0: team. Um, another one from Squirrel Boy asks us a very important question: Is Mickey Mouse or Charles Cheese a more powerful patron?
1: I think Charles Cheese. He's got like chaos. Demon energy.
0: Yeah, I think it's Charles Entertainment Cheese uh, has proven time and again that he cannot die. Mm-hmm. M- Mickey Mouse hasn't, like, Mickey Mouse has never been threatened with death the way Charles Entertainment Cheese has.
1: He I has think. once.
0: But not as often.
1: Not as often. Like, Char- Charles, uh, they say he's a mouse, but he's definitely a rat yeah, still. Like, he, he can say can't, he's a mouse, but he's a rat.
0: You, you can't retcon him into mouse. Like, rat-con. what was that? Like,. <laughs>
1: can't on him oh my god wait let me write that down i just gotta write that down
0: (laughs) so uh, what i think it was 2002 they that was the rebrand is that it or is it 2010 i can't remember I I, i can't remember if it was when bowling for soup guy became the voice or if it was before that
1: yeah i'm not sure if it was before that to find out we're just gonna have to watch the funimation movie um Chuck E. Cheese in the Galaxy 500 or whatever. Wait, what? There is a Chuck E. Cheese movie special. Let me get the actual name of this. Let's see.
0: Chuck I'm going to cry. What?
1: <laughs> Cheese movie. This is live action, but it was produced by um, Funimation. Funimation. Chuck E. Cheese in the Galaxy 500. Oh my God. And it's, like, I have not seen this. This is a movie. Like, just, like, kind of, like, a direct-to-video movie. And they probably, like, gave it away at the pizzeria. Mm. Or, like, you could... Or was this sold was at this, Target? Something tells me this was sold at Target. Was I this
0: made at the time when McDonald's did their movie thing?
1: I think this was after that. Yeah, because this came out in 1999. I think the, the McDonald's cartoons were a little bit earlier than that. But maybe mm. not. Let me, that let me sounds like right for one. those
0: two. Because I, yeah, I had the McDonald's one.
1: Yeah, make. McDonald's cartoons.
0: The Wacky Adventures.
1: Yeah. Those they drew out?
0: Ronald, like, so oh. unhinged.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm still thinking about Sunday. Like- <laughs>
0: 1998.
1: Okay, so a year before. Alright, so this oh, that is makes had to sense. be inspired.
0: Classy, of course it was Classy Chupo. Of of From of
1: course the Classy Chupo episode. <laughs> um, yes. So this is a Chuck E. Cheese movie. This was produced by Funimation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not an anime. But maybe you could say it is. The producer is Gen Fukunaga, who has a Wikipedia page. What else have you done, Mr. I know that Mr. name. Yeah, what has this person done? Why do I know that name? Oh, he's the co-founder of Funimation.
0: Oh, that's why I know that name.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is just kind of... Just, maybe we'll watch this for a ghost. Oh! <laughs> oh, 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 yeah! <laughs> Okay, Chris oh, yeah, Sabat is in this movie. What? Chris Sabat, who is the voice oh actor. Oh, my God. Oh, he voices... I, I don't know Dragon Ball very well, but he voices someone yeah. in Dragon Ball. He voices Vegeta and yeah. Piccolo and Yamcha. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right.
0: So well, he's in yeah. this
1: as the piano player. Any other names I recognize? I think that he's the he's the only big one.
0: This is wild. Genfukunai.
1: <gasps> he's Mr. Munch! <laughs>
0: So we're going to do this <laughs> for Ghost the Movies, so we figure it out. Um, <laughs> I don't okay, remember the question. Gen Fukunawa also founded a t- Texas-based Christian telev- television ch- station.
1: Oh, wow. People are so multifaceted.
0: He Yeah, he founded a Texas-based Christian television production company that's run by Rick Santorum.
1: Oh, great. Do I need to
0: not get a Funimation
1: account? Uh,
0: <laughs> is Gen like, bad?
1: <laughs> Look, if we're getting like that far up on the chain, we also can't consume Marvel media because the head of Marvel donates to, so can't can't go down that rabbit hey, hole. Hey,
0: wait, <laughs> uh, his sister lives and works in Michigan as a radiation oncologist. I don't know why that's in his wiki, <laughs> but <laughs> mean, there's a chance the president of Funimation at any given time is in Michigan for the holidays.
1: Look, Michigan is the center of all things. Have you seen that new map of the snowstorm? In I which did. the snowstorm is just around <laughs> us. And it's like, thank you, great lakes, for protecting us.
0: Thanks, Lakes, Dab. Uh, <laughs> Love you Lakes. Favorite pizza topping. Ham. Uh it's a combo. I grill chicken and onion.
1: That is a good one. Yeah. That's a very good one. I'm a Fa- fan of like the barbecue chicken onion pizzas. See,
0: I like pizza sauce.
1: That, that is fair, yes. Because um,
0: it's essentially that, but without, like, I want the pizza sauce. If I could get both without having too much sauce, I would, but that's too much sauce.
1: Yeah. My go-to pizza is going to be, like, a ham. I have two go-to pizzas. I have my ham and green olives mm-hmm. pizza. It's the only, one of the only times I eat green olives. The other time is when I eat a Halo, Bur- burger, Halo burger Burger, which is a local burger chain here. <laughs> um, and... The other one is when I'm hanging out with like my friends who are like vegetarians, mm-hmm. um, and we need a pizza that we both can eat. I go with pineapple and red peppers.
0: Well, you're a trooper.
1: Don't cancel me because I <laughs>
0: like. And then I leave I do the like podcast.
1: Pine- <laughs> Why did Brennan leave? Oh, she likes pineapple on her pizza, so <laughs> it was she the last episode. She had to go. <laughs>
0: um, favorite indie manga and/or comic.
1: Hmm. This is tough, because, like, what constitutes an indie? I think, I was like,
0: is it indie-minded? Because, like, my first, I was, like, knee-jerk was, like, Monstrous. I was like, oh, that's, like, a pretty big book now.
1: Yeah, Monstrous is pretty big. Like, all Image series seem to be pretty big.
0: Especially Image being, like, it's, like, it's a big three of comics now.
1: And then, like, would, like, an indie, like, manga be, like, something that's not, like, Shonen Jump or, like, mainstream, like, Sailor Moon? Mm -hmm. Because I read some really obscure shit. Um I mean, I would say that BL Metamorphosis constitutes as, like, a more indie manga because it doesn't fit into, like, the shonen shoujo mm-hmm. kind of um, boxes that are, like, very popular in America. Mm-hmm. And that series is put out by, I have my copies right here, Seven Seas. It's five volumes. Do I have volume five? Do I own? Anyway, um, it's five volumes, and it's a story about, like, this, like, awkward girl who works at a bookstore who makes, like, this older lady who, like. Accidentally buys like a BL manga like a boys love manga, a yaoi, <laughs> and the the girl at the bookstore is just like, oh my, is like a big fan of the series, and it's just like, oh no, she's back. She doesn't want this. She doesn't want this. Mm-hmm. And then the older lady reads it. She's like a widow, and she like reads it, and she's like into it and she really loves the characters and starts talking to this awkward girl and they kind of have like this like very wholesome just like friendship where like mm-hmm. they both kind of get outside of their boxes and like learn more about themselves and being true to themselves and it's yes. you know, very good it's like a five-part series and yes. i absolutely love it the writer is i can't see it from here <laughs> just look up bl metamorphosis it's great
0: if we're going with that idea that helps me mine's probably uh Kumpun. pun
1: Oh, Good Night Poon Poon is good, yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know how many volumes it is. I know I don't have all of it. I just have the first two. So
1: many, yeah. It's so many. Goodnight Poon Poon is like it's by uh oh, what's his name? I used to be able to like, just like pull this stuff out of my mouth. Yeah,
0: like, it's so fast. Listen, we're it's twenty twenty two. We're thirty. We Inyo don't Asano. have to do that anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Inyo Asano. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Night Poon Poon is, like, so perplexing, and it just keeps getting progressively sadder. It's a hard book to read. Yes. But it's if done are, very, yeah.
0: If you are even a little sad, do not read this book. If you struggle yeah. with uh, depression or loneliness or sadness, I cannot stress enough that this book is, f- frankly, not safe for you to read. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it kind of draws you in because, like, Poon Poon and, like, the entirety of his family are drawn as, like, this crudely drawn bird, whereas, like, everyone else in the world is, like, drawn as, like, cute actual, like, human characters. Yeah. So, like, you would think it would be, like, kind of more of, like, a whimsical tale, but in reality, it's about loneliness and sadness and depression and Poon Poon's really, really, really sad, depressing life. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: it's, like, oof. terribly, terribly, terribly sad and depressing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's, I would say it fits in the vein that Brenda set up for me.
1: It, it's good. Um, I also want to give a, a honorable mention to Tokyo Taddeba Girls, which is, like, about a – it's by mm-hmm. the same person who did Princess Jellyfish, which I feel like got pretty popular. Yeah. But this series is about, like, a bunch of women who are about to, like, turn 30, and they're still single, and mm-hmm. they're kind of, like, dealing with, like, that aspect and, like, trying to find love and failing at fi- finding love and um, – you know, like, how messy that can be. And it's just, mm-hmm. like, the art's, like, incredibly good. The characters mm-hmm. are incredibly good. They're flawed characters. And also, there's, like, some music that's, like, mentioned in um, these volumes that, like, mm-hmm. are older, like, nostalgic Japanese songs that, like, everyone in Japan already knows. But mm. <laughs> um, I didn't know about them. And they're really good. And I looked them all up. And now they're, like, on my go-to um, nice. listens. So that that one's also really good. Nice.
0: It's gonna. Let's go to some questions from a different person. Uh, from Bradzilla. Bardzilla? Bardzilla. Bardzilla.
1: Bar-zilla.
0: On Twitter. Uh, favorite X-Men character?
1: Favorite X-Men character. Nightcrawler, I think. Or Jubilee. Okay. The Dual... Oh! Or Gambit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm like not like...
0: I, I, no, you know, I <laughs> like the energy in that last O. Mm,
1: Gambit. <laughs> um, I'm not like... <laughs> The biggest X-Men fan I respect the X-Men Don't get me wrong mm-hmm. But like I've just never Been able to like I didn't follow it When I was younger Except for watching the cartoon mm-hmm. So like most of my knowledge Comes from like watching um, The original 90s cartoon And then watching X-Men Evolution mm-hmm. So that's kind of where like The Nightcrawler Thing com- Like yeah. love comes from Cause like He, he was Hot Would you speak Oh, Let me get really close to the mic um, Nightcrawler was kind of hot and You know you know, when I was a teen and he was a teen and we were both teens? Yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> um, I mean, I think we all know mine is Storm. Uh, yes. <laughs> I did a whole episode on Storm. Uh, other album mentions are also Jubilee. Um, mm-hmm. Psylocke. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: good. Uh, Wolverine was my favorite for a long time when I was a kid, because like, he had knife hands, and that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. I think the funniest thing for me was when I grew up and like, learned what Wolverine's power actually was, which was not knife hands, because... The cartoon was like knife hands. That's that's. He just has knife hands,
1: and it's Uh, like no, his bones are actually metal bones. My bones. He's made of he's made of bones.
0: (laughs) Uh, that was like a really fun thing. Like his power is not knife hands. No, his power is like he heals like real good, so he can use his knife hands. Oh, so, like, it doesn't hurt? Oh, no, it's terribly excruciating.
1: <laughs> it sucks every time he does it. And then, like, he, so, like, in the comics, he's all, like, oh, like, it sucks. Use my my knife hands. It hurts so bad. And then, like, in the cartoon, he's, like, cutting, like, sausages with them. Yeah, he's,
0: like, <laughs> do, 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 knife hands, knife hands. And every, yeah, the comic's, like, ah, oh, man, these fucking knife hands. My life is hell.
1: <laughs> I hate these knife hands. And I'm, I, like,
0: <laughs> I hate my life.
1: Cuts to, like, Cartoon Wolverine just, like, painting with them. (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, I think my favorite, uh, I wrote, like, a whole, one one of the few articles you can find for me somewhere on the internet, uh, (laughs) I wrote an article on how excited I was because when they did the X-Men lineup that was all women, it had, like, Mm -hmm. all my favorite X-Men because it was Storm was the leader, Psylocke was on the team, Jubilee was on the team, Mm -hmm. uh... Who else was on that team? Um, Rachel Summers, and then Magic. I think that's the whole team. Yeah. Oh, and Rogue. And Rogue. Uh, mm, mm, mm. And I was like, this team has like literally my three favorite X Men. This is incredible. Um, X Men is very difficult to read because every time X Men gets me every time. Like, you just need to read this book. I'm like, okay, just they're like just this book. And then like two weeks later, like we lied. Here are ten more X Men books to read. Yeah. Every yeah every single time
1: every fucking time
0: um just
1: like
0: they did they did it with the last like big x-men thing they did it with the thing after that they're like just this x-men book about how they live on Krokroa now they are like okay and also here's x-men red blue white x-men aftermath x no stop x here's uh x-force again (laughs)
1: They were like, we're going to simplify the line a little bit and, like, don't worry about all these one shots because, like, once they're over, it's just going to be, like, the one X-Men book. Like, don't fear. Don't worry. Absolutely not what they did.
0: No, absolutely. They were. And so every and I fall for it every fucking time. I'm like, <laughs> OK, they said just this X-Men book. Nope. Uh, I just need someone to give a black woman the keys to write a Storm book, and I'll just read that. Please. And I won't I won't care about whatever the team's up to.
1: Please. um, I remember, like, at work, whenever, like, a big, like, event thing would come out, we would like, have to, like, write down all of the books involved Jesus. with it. And I'd have to, like, get out the list and be like, all right, you need this, 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 this. <laughs> you want all this? All right, I'm ordering it for you.
0: Well, because what they send readers and comic stores is, like, a checklist they're like here are all the books but they're not in order it's just like here are all the books and they're like sectioned they by like here are all the one shot books here's all the special books here's all the tie in books and like like you need to read Spider-Man 42 and then read Blade number 10 and they need to read Invincible Iron Man 15 but it's not like an order so you like, no. didn't like it's on the worker cause the customer's gonna come in and scream at you if it's not the right order and you're like I don't fucking know I haven't read it yet <laughs>
1: There's no time. And like, also, when they do like, when they put like crossover events that involve just like a random issue of like Blade or Spider Man, we order like the normal amount of Spider Man. But because this is part of a crossover, you would need to order more. Right. But comic books have to be ordered th- like six to three months in advance. So, you like, order, and then like, by the time
0: a year ahead yeah. of time, when the moon yeah. is positioned behind the sun and you pray to Mr. Comic that you get <laughs> enough books.
1: And then, like, you go back to, like, up the order to more once you realize it's, like, a special, like, a special issue that, like, ties into stuff. And then, like, it's just not available anymore. Nope. <laughs> so it's like,
0: ugh. Or you get show. fucking Civil War II in the special flops and you have too many of them.
1: Oh, good God. Civil <laughs> War II. Oh, what a hell.
0: I had the hardest time. So I did not realize that there was a, so I was telling someone about one of my favorite sequel specials, which was Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. I did not realize... Ah, yes. <laughs> I so I didn't realize... Me, Austin, didn't even realize... Because I thought it was called Secret Wars 2. No, no, no. That already happened. <laughs> yes. Which is why it was so called there's... Secret Wars with an S. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, Marvel?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like Secret War, Secret War 2... Se- no, wait, the first one was called Secret Wars. And then it's Secret Wars 2. And then it's just Secret Wars again. And it's yes. like, excuse me. And then... Secret... Okay, so Secret Wars is good. The, the mm-hmm. New War one. Yes. But the 50,000 tie-in issues Ooh, boy. Was, Oh, boy. okay, so... Oh, my own personal health.
0: <laughs> it was... Uh, as a reader, I was so overwhelmed. Like, I walked in, and I don't remember if you helped me or someone else helped me, but it was like, here's all the tie-ins, and I was like, I'm just gonna get the main book in Spider-Man and be on my way. I... <laughs> like, because there's, like... There is, like, all these Elseworlds stuff, too, and all... It was, like, no. No. No.
1: <laughs> no. No. What the fuck? No. Like Go to hell. <laughs> and it was coming out at the same time as DC's Convergence?
0: Oh, God, and that was hell.
1: Oh, that was hell. There was, like, no space for it all. It was, like, there was no room. There was no place I, to put it all.
0: I'm I'm really behind on comics, and I'm just glad to be free, that I don't know what they're doing, and I don't have to worry about it. I just... Yeah. Listen... I just watch, I just watch the TV shows now. Sue me.
1: <laughs> yep. No, me too. I'm just waiting for, I just read manga these days, so I'm waiting for, like, cat massage therapists to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just,
0: I get my Spider-Man, and I, I read it, and I put it in my Spider-Man box, and I'm like, I'm free.
1: <laughs> there we go. i live to see another Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> um, we have a few more, but we're running short on time. Do we want to save these for another mailbag?
1: Let's do one more.
0: All right. Uh, you can pick which one. I can pick which one. Okay. Uh,
1: Wait, I kind of want to do the one from Carly.
0: <laughs> that's the one I was going to do anyway. Drift okay, Radical.
1: yeah, read that one out.
0: Uh, if you were a warlock in a TTRPG, tabletop RPG, uh, which animatronic would be your patron or source of power?
1: Austin, do you know what I answer I know you off? got
0: like a deep, deep answer. Please go. <laughs>
1: Okay, if I was a warlock, okay, so it's got to be, like, the one that could give me the most power. hmm I'm going <laughs> <gonna> to go with...
0: <laughs> Please, just dunk on us, Brenda.
1: Oh, I think I'm going to go with Sergeant Pepperoni. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Sergeant Pepperoni is from Major Magic's, um, which was a chain of animatronic pizza restaurants in the Michigan area, um... Sergeant Pepperoni is a walrus. He's a giant walrus who plays the saxophone. As you do. And I just I just think one, he's a tank. Two, I love him. He's he's got eyes that like can see right through you. And um three, he's got a saxophone. Incredible. <laughs> Austin, who is your choice?
0: I'm just going with basic Charles Entertainment cheese that I grew up with. Um he wore a tuxedo, so I think like he wouldn't shortchange me on my warlock deals. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know he means business, and he had a fucking tight posse. Like he did. That, like he had a like we rolled deep. Um, mm-hmm. My powers would probably be like germs from the ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, shortchanging oh, you on tickets.
1: Tickets, yeah. Um, I want to change my answer. I'm going with the king. <laughs> from Chuck E. Cheese. He's this giant nine-foot lion um, in an Elvis costume. (laughs) (laughs) But he's nine feet tall. He just seems like he has, like, yeah, pretty much. He's got power. (laughs) He's got these (laughs) giant paws. He's got, like, this voice. Like, I feel like you do, like, a black canary type thing where he just starts screaming or roaring because he is a lion. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, he's just one of my favorites of, like, the The deep cuts of Chuck E. Cheese animatronic lore.
0: Incredible. Um, Honorable
1: mention to Foxy Colleen, who is a wolf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you to everyone who sent in questions. We can get to your question. We will keep them around for when we go to Mailbag Part 3, the mailbagging. Um we also some people sent us favorite moments. Thank you for making us feel good. I know that's kinda yeah. I just it's nice to feel nice. Thank you. Do it more often yeah. if you feel so inclined.
1: We love remembering things that we said because we immediately forget.
0: Immediately <laughs> out of our brain. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Brenda wrote stuff down. I think it's cute. I can't wait for her to lose that. Um
1: Yeah, it's just like on um it's literally on this pad of paper I had since my previous job. So at the top of this pad piece pad piece of paper, it says Brenda's Diamond Preview Picks, and it says um, Spyro Spyro Pop Vinyl, page 64, Infinity Gauntlet Cookie Jar, page 101, Goosebumps Werewolf Coffin Wallet, page 134.
0: (laughs) I ordered merch. Incredible. Uh, Who knows what
1: year that's from.
0: (laughs) But yeah, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for supporting us. Happy New Year.
1: Happy 2020. Two. We're we're still hanging in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and see y'all next week.
1: Next story. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esteranza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network.
0: You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host, Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please... For listening to the podcast, throw us a five-star review, helps to show it a lot, tell a friend about the show, and until next time, historians, see ya!